We had a week this past week. We had a week. We, obviously the big thing that happened uh, as far as our church goes, we lost our dear sister Jillian this past week. Suddenly, uh, she was with us here a week ago and she seemed fine and then by Wednesday, uh, she was gone. So we're still walking through that. And we don't have to pretend like we're not and we don't have to do that old, oh, I have to just be really strong. Like, well, why? That's dumb, okay? The Lord is strong when we're not strong. So that happened. I've heard in addition to that a number of stories from you guys about you, you literally lost coworkers. You had emergency medical appointments. Things were just weird and different this week. We had a week. And I was feeling prompted by the Spirit the other day that we needed to just kind of change gears a little bit this morning. Not that there was anything wrong with what we were gonna do. We'll just do it next week. Why not? But what the Lord said to me is, we this morning need obviously to be together. So thank you for being here. How many of you know it's important to be in church any week? All, all the more important to be together this week because we're a family and we need to walk through stuff together. So in a minute, I'm gonna preach for like 10 minutes. It is possible, it can be done. We're gonna just have some straight encouragement from the word this morning. And then we're gonna spend the bulk of our time singing in worship. And we're not having any kids church today because kids, I'm speaking to you now, you're a part of this too. And today we need you to be with us because you're part of the family. So today is honestly, I have just sensed the whole back half of this week that the Lord has a special grace for us this week. Not necessarily grace like, oh, you've all sinned and need to, maybe, maybe that's you. But grace as in like provision. God has a special something for us today, a touch today, encouragement today. And I think that's exactly what we need as a church right now. Amen? Amen. So with that, grab your Bible, flip it over to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Here's what it is. It says this, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice, somebody say rejoice, in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Like I say, just looking to, to get some encouragement out of the word this morning because when we have a week like the week we just had, Satan tries to come in and shake us, right? Try to bust up our confidence and God must not be that good. Well, we're gonna like laugh in his face this morning is what we're gonna do because the word says otherwise. It says this, therefore, since we, so this is for us, this is a we thing this morning for the family. We have been justified. Somebody say justified now. Justified. That word justified means this. For us as Christians, there has been a verdict spoken over your life. And it's this, you are forgiven, you are set free, you are a child of God, you are made new in Jesus Christ, 
you are righteous in the sight of God and you can stand boldly and confidently in his presence and have a relationship with him. That's what justified means. It means you're saved. You and God, you're good. Got it? So you're justified this morning, Christian, by faith. So that's it there. You're not justified. You're not right in the sight of God by anything that you've done right? Your church attendance, your morality, I've done more good than bad this week. That's not how you're justified. We reject that completely. You're justified by faith. And what that means, it's not anything that you've done. It's that you've put your trust and your confidence in what Jesus has done for you. That is where your justifying comes from. Let it be known today. Now it says this, since we've been justified by faith, we, again, for us, we have peace with God. You and God are good this morning if you're a Christian. You've been saved from your sins. You can have a relationship with him. You're going to be with him forever because your sin has no longer been counted against you. That's peace with God. And what I've always said is when you have peace with God, you can start to experience more and more the peace of God. We need the peace of God this week. We've had a hard week and we can have it because of Jesus Christ, amen? All right, peace with God. Through him, Jesus, we have also obtained access by faith. There's the faith again, just to remind you, it's not because of what you've done, but what he's done. We've received access by faith into this grace in which we stand. Somebody say grace now. Grace. I thought someone would start praying like we were about to eat something when I said that. Grace. I kind of just said this a minute ago. Yes, part of grace is when you come to Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, you receive grace. Your sins are forgiven. Grace is unmerited, undeserved favor. God does something for you that you didn't deserve. Obviously, your salvation's a big part of that. But grace doesn't stop there. It says this grace in which we now stand. In other words, we're still in the grace and we still need the grace. What that means is we're still getting stuff from Jesus that we don't deserve. Peace, the love from him, provision from him, a touch from him, a word from him. We don't deserve or are entitled to any of those things. But Christian, you are standing in grace. And Jesus wants to meet with you today. Do you deserve that? No. Does he want to do it because he loves you? Yes. Is that good news? Yes. Okay. So that's good so far. And it says we this grace in which we stand and we rejoice. I love that that's there. We rejoice. This week was difficult. And when it says rejoice here, that means we're gonna be filled with joy. We're gonna be fired up about something. Well, obviously, we're not fired up about all the things that happened this week. It's not rejoice in your circumstances. It's not rejoice that the economy is doing well, which it isn't. It's not rejoice in the low, low price of gas, which doesn't exist. It's not rejoice in all of your circumstances being good. Look what it says. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Here's what that means. We rejoice in the fact that God is good. We rejoice in the fact that Jesus is who he said he is. We rejoice in the fact that he died for you because he loves you. He paid for your sin, Christian. He saved you. He rose for you. He's seated in glory on a throne right now. And we rejoice in the fact that one day he's coming back for you and for us and for I. Jesus is coming back. That is what we rejoice in. It's all about Jesus today. This world around us is no good, but Jesus is good. Yes, 
That's the appropriate response. We rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Yes, this world is miserable at times, but Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming for you. I think of it this week, like we lost people this week who knew Jesus. They're now with Jesus. And you and I are gonna be with Jesus and with them. That is what we rejoice in. It gets more and more, it gets better here now. It says, not only this, but we rejoice in our sufferings. Doesn't that just sound backwards to you? I'm gonna be fired up about my suffering? Well, it's because you're hoping in the glory of God. See, it's you're hoping in Jesus. And when you put your hope in Jesus and you're walking with Jesus through your suffering, you can still rejoice because you're not looking at the things of the world. You're not looking at the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. That's where our rejoicing comes from. So we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. So when you go through your suffering with Jesus, he's gonna produce something in you. He's not gonna waste your suffering. He's not gonna let it happen in vain. It says it produces endurance. You're gonna produce, or it's gonna be produced in you, a, a spiritual stamina. You're gonna be able to withstand more and more rather than sometimes what happens to people is, oh yeah, I'm with Jesus. Oh, now things are bad. Now I'm not with Jesus anymore. No, you're gonna develop endurance that as this life potentially gets harder and harder and more miserable, you're gonna be able to stick it out because you have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken, right? So endurance and then endurance produces character. Character is something that happens in here, but it's reflected out here. It's something that begins in your heart and it's reflected by the way that you live. But what this is saying is when you're suffering and you're bringing Jesus into your suffering and he is producing a stamina and an endurance in you, as you keep grinding that out, your character is gonna be developed. The, the quality of person that you are is gonna be affected. What actually it is, is you're gonna grow closer to Jesus and you're gonna become more like Jesus. That's where the character change comes in. He's gonna do a work in you as you walk with him through your suffering. And I've dropped my bookmark. Character, as that develops, it produces hope. Hope is when we look forward to something that's coming. We put our confidence, I know I'm gonna be okay because X, Y, Z is coming down the road. Character produces hope because the more we press into Jesus during our suffering, the more we see Jesus working on our heart during that suffering, the more we're gonna realize he's exactly who he says he is and I can continue to put my trust in him and that's gonna cause hope to rise up in us. Do you see this here? Is this making sense? Okay, now I lost my page, I'm falling apart. But here's the good news at the end. Hope does not put us to shame. If you're hoping in Jesus this morning, Christian, you are not doing so in vain. If you're grinding out this painful, sometimes miserable, difficult life, you are not doing it for nothing. You're doing it because of the hope you have in Jesus Christ. That he's gonna deliver what he's promised. That he's gonna bring you into what he's promised. That everything he said is true and that it's good for you. That is hope and it does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. I'll just remind you, Christian, two things, and then I'm done. God loves you. God loves you. That's, that's everything. That means so much. You know what? I'm gonna not even say anything else about that. We'll just let that speak for itself. The second thing is this. If you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit. 
and greater is he who lives in you than he who is in the world. Satan, I'm not saying he caused this or that the past week, but he certainly will use things that happen to try to discourage you and make a shipwreck of you. Greater is he that lives in you than he who is in the world. Greater is he who lives in you than is in the world. So keep fighting. This week, let's just call it what it is. Pardon my French, this week sucked. It sucked, but God is good. And we're gonna keep walking this thing out. We're not gonna give up this morning. We're not gonna sink in despair and discouragement this morning. We're gonna keep walking this out. I believe that we will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Now is not the time for despair and discouragement. It's the time for hope to rise up in this church.